Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, April 1st. Obviously, no April Fool's jokes on this pod. However, and this is not an April Fool's joke, a quick programming note. Next week is spring break for the kids. Again, this is not April Fool's. (laughs) Um, So... I'm going to not be doing as many podcasts next week um, as we usually do, which is five days a week. But don't worry about that. We'll be here Monday. We'll be here Tuesday after the natty, obviously. But um, I don't know if I will be providing you any master's gambling tips. You may have to uh, wait for Rob G on those later in the week. But I want to give you guys a thanks for the awesome shout-outs on the Fran Fraschella podcast. We have another good college basketball guest today, Aaron Torres. Big Kentucky guy to uh, take down the Kentucky fans a peg and talk about the Final Four, obviously. But before we get to that, holy smokes, Thursday was a good night in the NBA. And it was one of those where there's two good storylines and like, you know, these are going to loom over the playoffs. Um, I'm kind of hot on 
the Sixers choking and Doc Rivers taking a shot at James Harden, losing to the Pistons. <laughs> Pistons, who are going to get a top three pick in the draft. But, of course, the national TV game was Bucks nets Kyrie playing at home, Kevin Durant looking damn good, Chris Middleton getting tossed, but Giannis Atenacumpo, we're just going to call him Giannis. We don't, he, he doesn't need the last name at this point. He took over. He had a step back three to four overtime, finished with 44-14-6. and six. Guys, I had to go back. It was early February, and I said on this pod, Giannis is the MVP. Everybody said, no, you're crazy. Joel Embiid, Jokic, look what they're doing. Uh, I've wa- I wavered a little bit, just a little. I had Jokic. I refused to ever put Embiid number one. And by the, by the way, if you follow the M- NBA MVP odds, it ain't going to be Embiid, guys. Giannis is making a late charge and with a national TV game where he goes 15 of 19 from the line. It's obvious that people are going to come out of this with super incendiary takes so hot that they're going to melt your phone. I don't think this is that hot of a take. Giannis, with two MVPs and a title, is on his way at the age of 27 to a top 10 NBA career. That's, that's just happening. Short of a massive injury or something crappy, Giannis is on his way to absolute greatness. And I'm surprised that I was not on board with him two years ago because you guys remember, before Giannis won the MVP, it was like, oh, this guy can't get it done in the playoffs. The Miami Heat built a wall against him in the, in the, in the bubble and took him down. And the year before that, he couldn't get it done. And then the Toronto Raptors took him down with Kawhi Leonard. And Giannis, he can't get it done. He's not a clutch player. And it's funny because two MVPs later and a title and all of a sudden, oh, would you look at that? You've got guys throughout the league taking jabs at Giannis. Now, Rob G put me onto this. I was like, Giannis is bulletproof. I mean, 44 points. He's almost caught LeBron for the scoring lead. I think LeBron's up 30.1 points per game. LeBron did not play Thursday. He's playing tonight. And Embiid is at 30.0. And Giannis, I think, is at 30.0. Giannis is having an incredible season. I don't think they're going to give him another MVP, but it is weird. I love to talk about this theme in the media, Rob. Build up, tear down. Now, you can't tear down Giannis when he's at the top of his game, but what you can do, and what I feel like the media has done, is stopped rooting for him. It's like they want someone else to win. They're pushing the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the league. The Phoenix Suns are so good. Yeah, they got a lot of wins. I get it. West is... Eh, not what it was. Not what it was in the past. The East is better, and Giannis is showing out. And let's be real: the number from StatMuse, some social media account, Rob, stunned me. Kevin Durant has lost his last five games against Giannis. I don't want to say Giannis owns him. I can't go say that. That's a little. That's overboard. But KD had twenty six and eleven, missed a game tying three or game winning three in and out. Kyrie Irving, kind of a quiet-ish 25 points, kind of in, vanished there at the end of regulation, 0 for 3, not his best performance. And folks, if Ben Simmons ain't returning, I'm starting to move off of the Nets winning the East, and I think I'm going to have to put my chips probably behind Giannis and the Bucks, Rob. I don't think that's a hot take at all. I mean, given the way that Giannis has performed, especially these last two games, I know that uh, the one against Philadelphia earlier in the week wasn't on national TV, even though it should have, because whatever ESPN was thinking, saying let's get the LeBron AD less Lakers against Luka, that was just poor management on somebody's part. They should definitely should have been uh, Bucks uh, Sixers. 
But yeah, I, I we talked before we started recording this podcast this morning. You know, JJ Reddick is very popular nowadays. His podcast is a big hit. He had Joel Embiid on this week, and during their conversation, he says, "You know, I think you're one of the three best players in the NBA, along with KD." And he says, "And Embiid says, well, who's the third guy?" And he says, "Oh, it's Jokic." He's like, "Oh, not Giannis." He says, "No, I th- think Jokic. I think uh, Giannis is in the next tier below." <laughs> And when I saw it, you know, I, I wasn't even surprised, actually, because for whatever reason, I, I you maybe you to your point that they're, he's just being poked holes in now. They're not rooting for him like they used to. But for whatever reason, this is a running theme around the NBA. It's current players, you know, James Harden saying if I was just seven foot tall and could run and dunk, you know, I'd be winning getting these stats, too. Um, Kevin Durant, whether or not he actually said it, but it was reported that he was upset that they would compare the two of them, KD and Giannis, because, you know, his skill set is so much higher than Giannis. You know, it's a different level, according to him. Um, to a couple a couple weeks ago, we had uh, Tracy McGrady saying he wouldn't be as dominant if he played in the mid-2000s. You know, a week before that, Charles Oakley said if he played in the 90s, Giannis would be a bench player. Oh. Like... I don't understand what happened to, to, to the adulation that we were he was getting for so long. You know, his story was so unique and so satisfying that he he was this raw project that they just took a chance on. And then next you know he's playing point guard and he's kind of lanky and uncoordinated, but you know, things might happen. And then he becomes the two time MVP and one of the faces of the NBA. And it's like, well, he's not really that good. And and I don't know if it goes back to what you and I had talked about a few weeks ago with the uh, LeBron saying people don't view me as the a great scorer and maybe it's because his bag isn't that deep and that kind of thing. I don't know if that's it with Giannis because, yes, he's a seven-foot freak and he can dunk and run and he's very coordinated and, and he has great balance and his bag isn't that deep. But I just don't understand the, the, the disrespect towards him because he's easily, in my opinion, a top three player in the NBA, if not the best player in the NBA. Yeah, and the other thing is, I know people are going to sit there and say, listen, if KD's shot goes down, you guys are ripping Giannis. No, absolutely not. Because uh, you guys saw Middleton got ejected. I thought it was a bad ejection. And Middleton and Drew Holiday combined, Rob, 10 of 30. So your your number two and your three go 10 of 30. One of them gets ejected. And Giannis carries them to victory. Like, that's an awesome performance. And as you said, on the heels of the Sixers win earlier this week— Rob, it, I, I hate to make it all about me, but you know this is kind of my podcast. But when you when I look back at when I had started a blog, right? Everybody was like rooting for me. You know, I uh, Cowherd way back knocked the website off by sending all his listeners. Everybody was like picking up from, oh yeah, Jason, come on this. Well, they didn't know my name at the time, but they were like with well, a big lead. Come on, yeah, we got to pump him up. And then I come out with my name on it, and they're like, yeah, Jason, way to go. And then I sell the site. It's written about in the New York Times. And a couple years, five years later, I get to Fox and it's always like, ah, screw that guy. He's a sellout, you know? I'm not rooting for that guy anymore. Well, I've said this before. Scott Van Pelt, you know, I I know him a little bit. We're not boys or anything. I don't text him. But he had, you know, I had him on my uh, podcast for the blog way back. Oh, this is over a decade ago. And I had interviewed him and we talked. And he was like, listen, man, they root for you when you're the garage band. And then you start playing the Rose Bowl and they're like, ah. I knew that guy when he was small. I loved that band when they were small time. And then they kind of blew up and they lost who they are. That's the thing, though. I, I don't, I, I personally myself don't think I changed at all. You know, I, 
maybe I dressed a little better, <laughs> uh, had a little more bucks in my pocket, but I, I didn't fundamentally change who I am. The takes are still hot. That's what I do. But I like love sports and I have strong opinions and I back it up. And guess what? Rob, I don't think Giannis has changed who he is. He came out with the with the joke book. I forget the dad joke that he told, but it was just like, that's kind of cool. Giannis is still like kind of, right. you know, he's still like a regular dude. He's not like, yo, what up? And just deflecting answers. He's keeping it real, right? Yeah. And he's always been that guy, to your point. He's always been, you know, it might be because he's not from the United States where he's he's comfortable being goofy. He's comfortable actually being honest. If you ever hear him talk and, and they ask him questions, he doesn't give you the same PC answers that a lot of the other guys have been coached to do. You know, coming up through the AAU circuit in college basketball where there's so many handlers around them since they're 10 years old. They know the correct way to answer questions in the media. And Giannis will tell you exactly what he's thinking. He might not convey it in the most um, appropriate way, depending on how you want him to say it. But he he says what he thinks. Like, they say, hey, you know, I still think LeBron's the best player. And it's like, well, you're not supposed to say that, Giannis. You're supposed to say you're the best player. He's like, well, that's just what I think. You know, and so... I, I just don't understand where this is coming from. Um, you know, I, I think that in my opinion, I know you might disagree. I think he is the MVP. I think these last two games have kind of cemented it for him. Not just that they won those games, but that he made the block against Embiid against Philly, the step back three. And then he also guarded Kevin Durant in that fourth quarter when they were down by nine with only like two and a half minutes left. And that's what even got them to overtime. So it's not just the numbers. It's not just the victories that they're stacking up, they might be the one seed when it's all said and done. It's that he has these moments that you can't quantify. You can't exactly say, you know, his points per game, it might be this, his PER might be this. You can just look at these individual matches, individual games. And when it's crunch time and when the nuts are down, who's going to make a play? And consistently the last several seasons, Giannis has been that guy that's getting his team, these plays. And I think they might make back to the finals again. I don't want to go after Reddick for his comment, but it's weird. I wouldn't have Embiid in my top three. I would definitely have Luka Doncic in there 1,000%. And, oh, by the way, this is not going to be about Luka. Mavs are tied for third in the West. He's playing with no all-stars. Okay? Tied for third. Now, I know Denver's kind of close to him, and Jokic, same deal. He's dealing with the Jamal Murray injury. I get it. I, I just think Luka makes everyone better. And, oh, by the way, the Mavs have 48 wins. Milwaukee Bucks, 48. 76ers, 46. Interesting. Um, all right, now we need to quickly pivot. By the way, not going to talk about the Knicks getting eliminated from the playoffs. The Knicks season is over. I think we move on from Thibodeau. That's all I got to say about my Knicks. Let's get to what I think is a super juicy story because, Rob, do you remember the honeymoon period with, uh, with the Sixers? They had, like, what were they, wins over the Knicks? I think they beat the Timberwolves, and then they beat maybe the Knicks again. Remember that after those yes. first three? Yes. And everybody was all geeked. It was like, oh, this team's ridiculous. This is the best duo. This is the new Kobe and Shaq. And I just took a giant dump all over it, and Sixers fans hated me. Rob, the Sixers lost to the Detroit Pistons on Thursday. The Pistons, by the way, who have 21 victories. That is the third fewest in the league. And they cannot guard the wing. Cade Cunningham and Sadiq Bay carved them up. And a guy by the name of James Harden, who hasn't had the greatest week. He was invisible in the fourth quarter against the Bucks, And against the Detroit Pistons, you know, that suffocating Pistons defense, James Harden 
for their third loss in a row. Remember, they lost to the Suns. James Harden had a whop, or she shot from the field a whopping four of 15, two of nine from deep, a mere 18 points. And after the game, Doc Rivers, his coach, who famously took a shot at Ben Simmons after that Hawks loss, and Ben Simmons vowed, I'm done with these clowns. Doc Rivers was like, I, I, I'm not going to really blame the bench for not coming through. I mean, yeah, Shake Milton, George Niang, Danny Green. Yeah, he's not blaming those guys. Fork, Forkman, Corkmaz. Remember last week he had like a 30-point game? I was like, guys, it's fool's gold. Corkmaz, five minutes, 0 for 1. And Doc Rivers said, I, I'm not going to blame them. It was really more on James. And Rob, I know we bash Doc, Simmons, Doc Rivers a lot on this podcast. And he does have a ring. But this guy is one of the most overrated coaches, I would argue, in NBA history. Forget about blowing leads. What about just managing your players? It's one thing for this podcast to go after James Harden and not have faith in him. It's another for your coach to throw you under the bus after the third straight loss and a loss to the lowly Pistons. I'm stunned by this. I would not be surprised if Doc later today comes out and apologizes or says something to the effect of, yeah, it was a heated loss. I regret what I said. James Harden is is one of the best guys in the league, blah, blah, blah. He, he's got to do something because this is the kind of thing that could fester. We know James Harden has shut it down emotionally, mentally in the playoffs multiple times. Bro, and Pete was good. You're giving him too much credit, Doc Rivers. Okay, I know well, you just called him the most overrated coach in NBA history, which I agree with you. I'm, 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 I'm going to say that you stole my take because I believe I put that out during a time when you were on vacation last year. Okay, uh, and, and then now I'm just going to say you stole my take. But um, you're giving him too much credit in that. Remember when he said that about Ben Simmons? Did he backtrack it at all? He, he when he was asked about it later, he was like, "Well, they took it out of context. They they so they parsed my word right. in such a way. Yep. He's not going to apologize for anything." He's going to blame the media or blame social media or whatever because Doc Rivers has been living off of one championship with the first super team we had seen in, you know, two decades, and they only got one title out of it. Like, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Kobe guy. I'm, I'm probably a bigger uh, – I think Kobe is better than a lot of people might think historically. But if you just say, hey, Kobe and Powell versus KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen, and, K, and Kobe beat them, like – what does that say about you, Doc Rivers, as a coach, that you have easily the more talented team, the more seasoned team, better players, at, the, at least at the top, uh, accumulatively, and you lost? You have one title. Before that big, Celtics Big 3 came together, they had, I think it was like a 19-game losing streak in Orlando. He, um, I think he might have had a, a – it might have been something like 25-27 in Boston the year before they got the, the Big 3. Like his, It's well-documented, his issues. Um, but I don't want to let James Harden off the hook, man. You know, I know that Doc is the headline because he put his foot in his mouth. But James Harden, ever since that honeymoon period that you referenced, has almost as many games, six games shooting under 39% from the field as he does more than that, which is seven. And three of those games, he shot under 43%. So whatever juice that he had when he made that first transition from Brooklyn to to Philly is gone. Like he he doesn't have that same energy, that extra bounce in his step that he, you know, when you get that new fresh car, you're very excited, you want to make a good impression on somebody. That's gone. You're getting the real James Harden now. There's a reason why Chris Mannix said earlier this week in a podcast that there's people in Sixers front office that are wary of giving him that max extension. <laughs> because you've already seen this decline with him. And it's only going to get worse. 
he he hasn't shown any kind of ability to to adjust his game to play a different style than what he's been playing for the last seven eight nine years iso heavy he needs the ball in his hands if he doesn't have the ball in his hands he's not doing anything and now that he's getting older his body's getting a little bit hefty for lack of a better word he's he can't blow by anyone like he used to. Well, well, wait, Rob. The other thing is, in Houston, he was surrounded by shooters, right? You stick P.J. Tucker in the corner, you can guarantee he's going to make two or three or four threes, right? You had Eric Gordon. You had shooters. I just look at Matisse Thibel as such a negative on this team, but they need him for defense because we know Tobias Harris can guard me. Harden can't guard anybody. You need Thibel for defense, but teams just aren't respecting him. You crowd the paint, and Harden can't get in there, plus Embiid is in there. Uh, we said this from the outset, remember? Like, he works with a rim-running pick-and-roll guy. That ain't Embiid. Like, Daryl Morey, awfully quiet this morning, is he not? Like, Daryl Morey yeah. was uh, doing a lot of victory laps in the weeks after they got Harden. Very quiet. I think you probably got to end up moving Danny Green back to the starting lineup. I, I is there? A, can you can you start Feibel and, and have Harris coming off the bench? I don't know. They've got a little bit of time to figure it out, Rob. I see, as of now... They would play the Bulls in the first round, and the Bulls, uh, I don't know if the Bulls are the team to take them down. Um, I, I don't know. The Raptors have passed the Cavs, and is there, could that Raptors team, if they get five, could they push the Sixers? I, I haven't watched Toronto closely enough. Sorry, Raptors fans. Um, I'm not sure, Rob. Are they, are they Sixers definitely getting out of the first round? Ooh, I mean, I, I wouldn't bet against them just because they'll have the best player in whatever series they're in with Joel Embiid. But to your point, I don't know if Chicago can because of their injuries. You know, Alonzo Ball's banged up. You know, um, Crusoe hasn't looked good as, since he's gotten back from his injury. But the Toronto Raptors absolutely could beat Philadelphia in a series mm. because their whole team is guys who are like 6'6 to 6'11, super mm. rangy, super athletic. And if you can, because the way they're built is so James Harden, ISO heavy, uh, Joel Embiid, ISO heavy, if you can cut the head of the snake off, with James Harden, just limit him with, and they definitely have the guys who can do it. Joel Embiid is good, but he's not going to be good enough to beat you by himself. Yeah. Uh, to, before we get to Aaron Torres, Rob, the, uh, a listener of the pod, Danny Sanders, tweeted this at me last night. It's crazy. Doc coached prime T Mac. That was in Orlando. Yep. The Celtics big three and Rondo, prime Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin, Lob City, Paul George and Kawhi. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid and James Harden, and he has one ring. That's, I mean, he's got a lot of top 30 players in the history of the NBA. I mean, and, and look, I, 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 this is going to be really disappointing. Uh, don't aggregate this, but this is just something that I've heard, a little scuttle, but I don't know if you've heard this as well. But I, um, I think it's safe to say Frank Vogel's getting fired at the end of the season with the Lakers, no matter what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard from back channels that Doc Rivers is a name that they would consider oh, to replace him with. When I heard that from a couple, of, it was a couple no of people. Now, they're totally different sources. I don't know. Maybe one of them might be reliable. I'm not sure. But when I heard that, I was my heart just sank into my chest. No, I was like, I cannot root for a Doc Rivers-led team at all. No. Uh, the the only name I, I heard out there was Quinn Snyder from heard the Jazz. The yep. Jazz are kind of flailing. Um, and if they get bounced in the first round, you know, they probably need to do something. It's either break up Gobert and Mitchell or dump the coach and try, you know, to to uh, repopulate it on the fly. Remember, Jason Kidd was kind of sputtering with Giannis, and they were like, do they break it up? Oh, no, let's just dump Jason Kidd. You get Budenholzer, things are sputtering, and then you break through when they add Drew Holiday. But we've seen that before. Like, hey, maybe it's just a coaching change, right? 
sometimes a coach comes in, obviously famously Steve Kerr for Mark Jackson. Um, what Any others that I'm missing? Well, that's the biggest one. That, that's right. that's the, the one that really stands out. I mean, I, I would love if Quinn Snyder came to L.A. Just anything, anything but Doc Rivers. Give me Kurt Rambis before I get Doc Rivers oh, stop. on the sidelines. Uh, Linda Rambis getting her husband in there. Um, so, yeah, uh, by the way, Trey Young. Let's see. It seems like he's okay based on his Instagram post late last night. Um, he went down, looked like a leg injury. Hawks still got the dub. And it, it. I will say, I'll say this about the Eastern Conference playoffs. Rob, I would definitely watch LaMelo Ball, Trey Young in a play-in game. The, the, that's going to be like a 128-126 kind of game. And that, for me, I would love that game. Defense optional. Defense optional. Now, we are still headed toward possibly Nets-Bucks in the first round. Uh, I... That's a tough one for the Bucks, man. Especially if Ben Simmons is back. We haven't seen the Nets with Simmons yet. I mean, assuming he comes back. I mean, normally I would agree with you, but after what we saw last night from Giannis, uh, uh, he'll average 40 and 17 in that series. It's okay. Good things, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, without further ado, let's get to our guest today, Aaron Torres from Fox Sports Radio. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. 
Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy knows another guy all right let's welcome into straight fire a guy who is currently at the final four probably in a room he should not be in and there's like i don't know you know 25 chance he gets kicked out of the room during this interview aaron torres aaron how are you man first of all there's no probably involved in that statement but uh you know listen the sacrifices that i make for straight fire um you know i, I you know i told you i'd be boots on the ground for this show i told you i would you know, get to the places that nobody go to the places that nobody else is willing to go. I'm going above and beyond. And uh, I know it's just a, a, an audio podcast, but yeah, I'm here in the Superdome. Yeah. Uh, we're about 20 minutes. Coach K uh, is going to have his first presser of the week. So excited to be here. And more importantly, man, I'm excited to see more. I haven't seen Coach K in a while. I haven't seen Jason McIntyre yeah. in a while, man. Yeah, well, Coach K, doing? Jason McIntyre, we're on the same level, I guess, in some two capacity. Two right? legends. Yes. yes, two legends. One uh, in his own mind. Um, so, but let's start with Coach K, by the way. Um, <laughs> two, two in their own mind, for sure. But. Is, there a, <laughs> is there a coronation happening already at the, at the Final Four in the Superdome? No, you know, it's it's the biggest story um, for sure. But, you know, Carolina, it obviously goes out saying not intimidated. They just beat them about three, four weeks ago. Uh, and I think Carolina feels like I don't care what our seed was. We've been about one of the best teams in college basketball over the last five, six weeks uh, as we record here. Uh, I, they just finished up their availability. They look loose. They look comfortable. They look like they believe that they belong here. And, oh, by the way, they're North Carolina. There's no reason that they shouldn't yeah. feel that way. Um, and I think Duke's players are are taking the same approach as well. Is It was funny. Somebody asked about, um, you know, uh, did you foresee this coming? Could you have looked at the bracket and seen this, uh, the, the possibility of a Duke-Carolina matchup in the Final Four? And the guys were like, honestly, you know, we were worried about our little sub-region there and in, in, in wherever they were, Greenville, I guess, to open the tournament. And we were just looking at that West bracket. It was never – if we get here, we'll play them. So it sounds like super cliche, but but whether it's cliche or it's just been drilled into these players, um, you know, I, I don't think North Carolina was was worried about Duke until the final buzzer of that St. Peter's game. And I don't think Duke was worried about anybody other than Arkansas until that game went final on Saturday. Yeah, Aaron, let's remember, uh, Duke trailed Michigan State by five with about five minutes left and then trailed Texas Tech I think by three with three minutes left. So this idea that like, oh, Duke's been a juggernaut. Yeah, I get that. They have the best players. But Aaron, like 
they needed some charm stuff to get here. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't call it charm stuff, though. What I would say is it's great players stepping up in big moments. And I think, honestly, Jason, I think that's what a lot of people's frustration with this Duke team is, is I think everybody thought if they got to this point, it'd be, oh, they got a fluky call down the stretch and they got this and so-and-so wants them here and blah, blah, blah. We, we all watch those games. They just made plays down the stretch. And the one thing that stands out to me they seem to be getting more confident as this tournament goes on. They just said it in their media availability 10 minutes ago that they are getting more confident. So, you know, listen, again, cliche. It's easy to say when you've just won four games in a row and you're playing in the final four. But, you know, to me, when I look at it, it, it that's what stands out to me is I, I'm a believer. And I know sometimes, you know, we go through these sports cliches and some of them are true, some of them aren't. I really do believe that it's hard to win tournament games when you've never been in tournament games, when there's never yeah. been that finality. But, you know, it, by the way, happened to Kentucky, happened to Arizona, happened to a lot of schools that, that, that didn't have that experience. But for Duke, like I said, it seems like the opposite. Yeah, maybe against Michigan State they were a little tight there with three, four minutes to go. But it seems like every game they're getting a little bit more confident in this tournament, Jason. Yeah. I, I need to ask about the, the previous matchups, right? So Duke smokes them in the first meeting. Griffin has the best game he's had of his Duke career. And in the second game, you know, Duke kind of wilted late. But the guy to focus on seems to be Leaky Black, the great defender, ACC Defender of the Year. But I can't get a straight answer here, Aaron. Who did he defend in the second matchup? I saw one report that he went on Bancaro, and Bancaro struggled. But then I saw another one that he was on Griffin. Griffin didn't score in the second half. Griffin had like five points. What is the story in that second meeting with Leaky Black? Since I don't vividly remember, I'll just assume he defended both of them and played the game yes. of his life. And that, that was how. No, you know, I, it's but I will say just in general with Carol. And, and that was one thing I actually just asked Hubert Davis about. Like you go back and, and like two things can be true. Like what I just said, Carolina believes they belong here. But there were people, including myself, that were very critical of this program early on in the season because you just look at the box scores. You don't have to be a college basketball diehard. They gave up. 98 points or something like that to Kentucky in December, 90 plus points to Wake Forest, uh, 90 plus points to Purdue. And one thing that Hubert Davis did say earlier today was the, the biggest thing he had to coach early was effort and toughness. And he hasn't had to do that the last three, four, five weeks. So, you know, whether it was Leaky Black on Paolo, whether it was Leaky Black on AJ Griffin, whether it was Leaky Black on both, whether other guys were helping, it feels as though like, this is just a group that has quietly gotten more confident. We just talked about Duke seemingly getting more confident as the tournament has gone on. This team has no doubt, not really only just in this tournament, but over the last five, six weeks. I, I also am curious, like, just how good is UNC? I know some of the numbers say, you know, last seven games are the best team in the country. But, Aaron, this is a team that I really thought should have lost to UCLA. Trailed most of the second half, down by five at halftime. If Caleb Love doesn't have like an out-of-body experience with logo threes, 27 in the second half, they don't win that game. Like This idea that UNC is utterly dominant, I mean, they beat St. Peter's a 15 you know, in the final game. I, how, how good is this team? Well, I mean, the talent is certainly there. And that was, again, to go back why somebody like myself was critical. I mean, I, I think the number was, I'm not positive. I think it was five of their top seven scores from last year were back in 2022, 2021, 2022. And so when Hubert Davis getting blown out, when Davis, when North Carolina is getting blown out, that was why I was critical of Hubert Davis. Because, right. listen, man, this might be the most talented team that you have for a while. Caleb Love was a McDonald's All-American. Armando Baycott, I believe, was a McDonald's All-American, certainly a top 20 player. He's a junior. Your guy, Leaky Black's a, a fourth-year guy. 
Um, you know, uh, I'm just going through the roster. Brady Manick was a double-figure scorer for multiple years at Oklahoma. Dawson Garcia, who's – I don't even think he's with the team right now, but early in the season was playing with them, and he had some personal stuff. Uh, McDonald's All-American. So that was where the criticism stemmed from. But I also don't think anything that you said was wrong. Obviously, we all watched the Baylor game easily. I mean, easily isn't the right even word to describe what happened against Baylor, how badly they they almost gave that game away. And then the UCLA game, I'll be honest, it was one that I forget who else was playing at that time. Miami, Iowa State, I think it was. It was the late game. You know, I'm kind of winding down the week and kind of reacting to St. Peter's and this and that. And like you said, you kind of just have it on in the background and you think, okay, like, UCLA's got this, and then all of a sudden the game's over, and, and North Carolina had won. So there's two that you know they can be confident, but but I don't think what you're saying about this path is wrong at all, Jason. And I'll be curious to see because, like I said, Baylor, uh, UCLA, and then the St. Peter's game. I mean, the one thing I'll say about that, they were the one team that didn't take St. Peter's lightly yeah. and blew them out of the gym. So so it, yeah. it is going to be a different deal Saturday night. So I'm assuming uh, you're willing to pick a side and a score. I, I just it feels to me like Duke is willing to trade twos for threes in a in a football stadium. Uh, I'm going to ask you about the sight lines in a minute, so you'll have to answer Ooh. that question. Having been yes. on the court, I have not um, been on but the court. I, I'm, I, they they don't show okay. a, they don't allow access on Thursday. It's not until Friday oh. of the uh, of the open practices. So I mean that's like trying to get a state secret is seeing the court right now. Yeah. So, uh, but well, I mean, you know, that's great. kind of a big deal. Yeah. Football stadium. I mean, those guys go from like the tiny, uh, arenas for college upgrade to some pro arenas in the tournament. And now they're playing in a football stadium, but I, I, I like Duke in a close one. Uh, I'm not picking a, like a, with the point spread, I'm just going Duke on the money line. What do you, who do you like? Yeah, it's, you know, both my picks. And I know we're going to get to their game in a minute. It, it's pretty cliche. I mean, Duke, it, they're getting more confident with every game. Um, they did have, I don't think, an easy path. That Arkansas team took care of Gonzaga pretty easily. Um, and then on top of that, um, you know, best players, best coach, getting more confident. Um, you know, a thing that a lot of people have talked about, and justifiably so, uh, you know, Coach K shook up his starting lineup late in the season. Jeremy Roach moves into the starting lineup. He's not the explosive, dynamic player that Trevor Keels is, but he's a more, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but, but, cerebral player but but he you know he he, he is a pseudo veteran point guard that you need with all these young really talented players so it's really cliche i'm with you i know carolina just won three four weeks ago at cameron indoor i'll say this these are two completely different teams even carolina i think is exponentially more confident than they were that night maybe that night was what gave them confidence but uh, you know i can't sit here and pick against duke not with the way that they've closed out these last four or five games in the last three games i guess you'd say yeah all right, so to Villanova, Kansas, you know, obviously Justin Moore's injury is big, but, you know, Jay Wright has kind of dominated Bill Self, uh, won four of the last five, uh, has covered seven of the last eight. I, I think we both agree Jay Wright's one of the best coaches in the country. I think he's a better coach than Bill Self. Is there any edge for Villanova here? Well, I mean, I don't know that you can say the edge with coaching because I do think Bill Self is one of the two or three best. I just think Jay Wright might be the best. Um, okay. But the problem is, and, and again, it's it's super surface level analysis, but this has been an issue with Villanova forever. Uh, the, the depth, I should say the depth. And I, I remember they played at Pauley Pavilion like the second week of the year. And we're sitting in the press box talking about they, they only got six or seven guys. And then yeah. they, they develop a, a freshman named Jordan Longino. Then he goes down in the middle of the tournament, not coming back. And then Justin Moore gets hurt. And so, you know, Kansas is not another one. It's cliche. I think they're playing their best basketball. I think it took Bill Self a while to figure out how all these pieces fit together. Remy Martin, the transfer from Arizona State. 
Now all of a sudden you look up, they're playing great basketball. Obviously that game against uh, Miami, that second half was just absolutely unbelievable. Um, and it's just hard for me to envision with the way Kansas is playing, not that Jay Wright isn't a good coach, but I mean, that's, you're putting a lot on the shoulders of basically five, maybe six guys and probably one or two guys that, that hasn't really been asked to do much throughout this tournament run. That's what would concern me. It's super surface level, I know, but sometimes the most obvious stuff to me is the mm. most important stuff. You lose your second leading scorer heading into the final four. I mean, you, you can't replace that, obviously. You can't fix that in two, three days of practice. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search FSR to listen live. Two of the players for Villanova were on the team that won the title in 2018. Um uh Gillespie and Samuels. Does does that matter at all to you or not really? Um no, not really. Um at this point like everybody's got tournament experience. Everybody's got final four. Experience. So one thing I will say, Jason, and it always, you never know until somebody steps on the court, but we always say in college basketball, I've probably made this spiel on this podcast with you before Jason, but we always talk about the road to the final four. We don't talk about the road to the national championship. We talk about the road to the final four. And so I'm always curious who is happy to be at the final four and who understands that they have two more games to win. And so I bring that up. I'll give you actually a, a very applicable example, but 2016, that was your buddy healed played for Oklahoma and they played Villanova mm. in the final four. And I remember being in the locker room, uh, Oklahoma came through uh, Anaheim. They beat Oregon, Oregon, of course, beat Duke the game before that was the famous Dylan Brooks uh, handshake line game with coach K. So Oregon wins that game. They play Oklahoma, Oklahoma beats them in the West regional final. And I remember being in the locker room, and all I heard was, we're going to the Final Four. Our dream all year has been to go to the Final Four. And I'm sitting there saying, they're happy to be there. And Villanova destroyed them when they got to wherever it was. I think it was Houston. And so who is that? Is there one team? Is there two teams, obviously, that are happy to be here? My hunch would be North Carolina. They said all the right things. You know, uh, uh, Hubert Davis, after the first game, after the Elite Eight game, we all saw the – on the court. I wanted this for them. I wanted them to experience this. Um, that sounds like a, a, a program that's happy knowing without understanding there's two more games left. Now, again, press availability today. They said all the right things. They seem to understand the gravity of not only obviously this game, but of course playing your arch rival in this game. But I'll be curious to see, is there one team? Is there two? Is there none that, that, that the road to the final four, you're only 66% of the way to a national championship once you get here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right, so hypothetical matchup, assuming it happens, Kansas-Duke. It seems like Duke is going to be the favorite in that one, although, you know, I, it, well, well, uh, if, assuming Duke is a small favorite, you like them against Kansas, I would assume? So here's the deal. I'm, I'm in a little bit of a predicament, Jason. Maybe you can help me out. So in football, college football season, I picked Georgia to win the national championship. And then the second, in, in the preseason, and then the second they got destroyed by Alabama, I'm like, they're not beating Alabama if they face them again. Right, right, right. So I bailed on Georgia. I, I couldn't have sold my Georgia stock fast enough. So I picked Kansas in the preseason to win the college basketball national championship. Oh. This is on social media. This is not me revisionist history. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I, I feel like I, I can't be the guy that bailed on two teams that win a national yeah. championship in one calendar year. But with that said – I find it hard to believe that if Duke gets all the way there, and I know it's pressure, it's this and it's that. Again, just say it out loud. Best players, Hall of Fame coach, five guys that can score. 
it's hard for me to think that if Duke, especially if they get to Monday night, even just looking at it with the four, I still think that they should be the favorite. But you get to Monday night, you're going to lose a Coach K's last game? Come on now. Come on now. Yeah. You know? It's a tough one. Uh, let, let me ask you about that. The, the road to the Final Four. You know, Kansas played in the toughest division, I think we would agree, toughest conference in America. The Big 12, in hindsight, looks incredible. TCU, the defenses they faced are brutal. You know, I think, they, I think they'll, they're not going to be surprised by anything Villanova does. But I, I just wonder about, you know, uh, Villanova playing in the Big East. Uh, Kansas has already beat two Big East teams, Creighton and Providence, in the tournament. Um, is that a big edge for Kansas heading into the Final Four? No, I don't think so. Because, I mean, look, okay. the Creighton game, Crane's down two starters. Crane could have won that game. The Providence yeah, game, yeah. it might have been because I had a little financial investment on Providence, but, you know, it, it felt like, well, no, they, they covered. No big deal. Hate they did Brad. cover, yes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. My Saturday-Sunday picks we won't talk about, but I just bring it up because, um, like, that game was another one where, really, Remy Martin came off the bench. He had, like, 13 points in the first half. Yeah. We were, I mean, we were Remy Martin, a Remy Martin twisted ankle away from one of the worst offensive halves in the history of college basketball if he doesn't light up. So, you know, I don't think they really blew out either one of those teams. I, I just think with Nova, I just think it comes down to bodies. And do you have the bodies to bang? We know, mm-hmm. you know, Kansas isn't like super physical, but again, that defense is legit. As you just said, Dave McCormick down low, um, you know, they got the light foot kid, all that stuff. So, um, so anyway, uh, you know, I, I sit here and say that, um, I do believe that probably uh, – I just think it's more the bodies than it is. They beat this team or they beat that team, things like that. You know? All right, a couple of big-picture issues real quick to wrap up. Um, the Kentucky Wildcats fans seem very ornery these days. I know you know Big Blue Nation very well. Is this a kind of a pivotal year ahead for Calipari? Does he need to do something? They were a train wreck last year, and then the first round lost to St. Peter's. I mean, it's kind of dulled because St. Peter's did beat Purdue, but – Nevertheless, is Calipari under more pressure than anyone next season? It's kind of dull, kind of. Uh, it, it's you know, it, it's crazy, man. Um, what I, you know, I, I've said this pretty consistently since the St. Peter's game. I don't think I think Calipari lost a vast majority of the fan base that believed in him, um, <laughs> and I don't believe he can do anything to earn the trust of the fan base back until the 2023 NCAA tournament. I truly believe that because just think about it. They've signed every five-star recruit. Last year, they went out and crushed the transfer portal the first year of the transfer. So there's no transfer they're going to sign. That I mean, the fan base will get happy, but there's no transfer that they're going to sign that's going to be better than Oscar Shibwe this year, National Player of the Year. Um, Calipari's had regular season success. And it's now, you know, and, and this was something that I really hammered home on my show and, and you know, when I've had the opportunity to, to work on any of our Fox Sports radio shows is it's not just this year. People want to say, oh, you know, Kentucky fans overreacting. It's not just this year. 20, 2020, as you said, worst season in the history of the program. 2019, they lose. They, they do make the Elite Eight, but they lose to an Auburn team that they beat twice. 27, 2018, excuse me, um, they, uh, they lose to Kansas State, a nine seed in the Sweet 16. So we're now talking That's about. That's right. Mm. Yeah. We're wow. talking about. I had to tw- look up that Elite Eight loss. Uh, Aaron, I forgot how much money I lost on Kentucky <laughs> in that game. Holy I- cow. That's right. I vividly remember, and it had some shades of St. Peter's. I remember doing an interview, you know, in Kentucky that morning, and I said, Kansas State has to play their best game of the season to win, and Kentucky has to play their worst game of the season to lose. And they did. And so now we're talking about, I mean, Jason, we're talking about the last time that a Kentucky fan can come out of the NCAA tournament saying, we gave our best shot, and it just wasn't good enough because the other team was better. 
2017 when De'Aaron Fox and Bam Adebayo were on that team. That I mean, you know, those guys are still 23, 24. You and I would love to be that age, but but in in college basketball terms, that's a long time ago. And so, wait, wait was hold up, was that the Malik Monk team? Yeah, and they lost in the Elite Eight. Luke May, UNC, hit a Luke beater. May. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Oh my gosh! And I look so, back at that Auburn. Damn it, I forgot. Now Harper and Brown went off. Are either of those did. guys even in the NBA right now? I don't believe so. I know Chumo wow, Kiki is... went down the game before. You're more of an NBA guy than me. I don't know if he's yeah, playing. No, I no, that's right. Oh, Kiki went down, and I thought Auburn had no chance. And oh, then I, two he... guys who aren't even in the freaking NBA light them up. I mean, yep. that was a Tyler Hero team. Oh, yep. damn it. You know Why'd who you else? have to bring that up? You know who else didn't think that, that Auburn had a chance in that game? Four million people that live in Kentucky or however many it is. <laughs> I remember talking to a buddy of mine who covers Kentucky, and he's more of a football beat writer than basketball, but – I was like, I feel like there's a little, like, everybody's just kind of auto-advancing Kentucky to the Final Four, and I got it. I was like, strange stuff happens, man. So to go back to the Kentucky stuff, you know, they've signed every five-star there is. They've they've signed every transfer. Last offseason, Calipari really shook up his coaching staff. So yeah. what do you do as a head coach other than mm-hmm. to – other? you know, there's nothing – there's no other move to make. And so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, and listen, he's not getting fired. He shouldn't be fired. But the wow. analogy, I, you know, well, yeah, I, I will say this. Wait, not this, not this off season. But if he doesn't like go to the Final Four next year or something, right? I mean, well, the analogy that I used, and and I, I believe it. I used it with our buddy Colin Cowherd the other day. I think they're the Dallas Cowboys. They 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 win enough in the regular season where it's really hard to mm. just blow it up. But they don't win the games that matter. And, and I told Colin this, and I truly believe it is. You know, I don't believe that Kentucky fans, like Kentucky fans, Alabama football, Ohio State football, they get this bad reputation of. It's championship or bust every year. I don't believe that at least at Kentucky that is championship or bust. I think everybody, I would say the vast majority of the fan base knows it's really hard to win six single elimination games. The caveat, though, is you can lose in the final four to North Carolina or to Duke or in the Elite Eight if it had been Purdue. You can't lose in the first round to St. Peter's when your coach is making $8.5 million a year. So I just, I just, you know, there's a way to lose where you go home. Like we gave it everything we had. And we just, I think Arkansas as an example, Duke's is better than them. Duke has five NBA players. There's no game plan. You know, Texas tech, Michigan state, those teams can go home saying like, we did everything we could. Duke was just better. Um, St. Peter's can probably feel that way. Well, maybe not, maybe not even St. Peter's. I don't think they play their best game. Kentucky fans can't sit there and say, well, we gave it our all against this 15 yeah. seed. And let me let me tell you, we tried really hard. Golly, you know, you lost to a 15 seed. Your coach gets paid $8.5 million a year. I don't yeah. think, you know, sometimes college sports fans get a bad rap. I don't think that oh. it's unfair for Kentucky fans to expect more out of an $8 million a year head coach than what they've gotten in the last five, six years. Yeah, okay, I'll say that. I'll agree with that. But Kentucky fans are irrational. You know that. I will just say, to drill down again on this t- Auburn loss, damn you, Aaron, for bringing this up. Kentucky had four pros on that team. Keldon Johnson, who's starting. Tyler Hero, yeah. sixth man of the year. P.J. Washington and Emmanuel Quickly. Four me- pros against none, and they lost that game. Now, this year, it. I— yeah. Go, go like ahead. That. Well, I don't even know this year. Does Kentucky have any definite pros? Is Oscar A coming back or B going to the league? So Ty Ty Washington, the freshman, will get drafted. Um, yes. I believe Jacob Toppin, their, you know, Obi Toppin's brother. It's like a cliche, but uh, he'll, I think he can be a, a, a three and D guy in the NBA. I mean, his athleticism is off the charts, obviously. Uh, but no, the, the NBA talent isn't there. What I was going to say too, really quick, Jason, this is 
super nerdy Kentucky talk, but I'll just throw it out there anyway. 2020 NCAA tournament is canceled. They have Tyrese Maxey and Emmanuel Quickly, who was SEC player of the year that year. Okay. And I bring that up because I think Kentucky fans had convinced themselves if there was a tournament, we were going to win it and nobody can tell us any different. And by the way, I don't know that they were wrong. They were playing great, winning down the stretch, all that good stuff. But the reason that I bring it up, you lose to St. Peter's, it's tough to say because because this team is the same. Now, now th- those two are bona fide NBA players. But, you know, that was going to be a 2-3 seed, hottest team in the country coming in. And that, this 2022 team kind of had the same vibes. Now, not as many NBA players, all that. But at the same time, they played pretty well down the stretch. They do lose in the SEC tournament. Um but, you know, I think even that is thrown for a wrinkle where it's like, well, 2020, we were going to win the title. It's like, oh, you just lost to St. <laughs> Peter's as a two seed. So, you know, we got to see who you would have played that year. So, All right, Aaron, I know you got to go. Enjoy the Final Four. Live it up down there and uh, stay out of trouble, Aaron. Thanks for the time. Oh, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. But all right, guys. All right, Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 